This is how it's going to start. Hi, everybody. This is the beginning of the podcast here now. Uh, we're fully started. This is the uh, secondary intro uh, coming after the first intro. Hi, you're listening to Live to Tape, also known as Live to Tap, also known as Tapping on the Live Note here with Jason Pepperhouse better sometimes known as Jimmy Jackson, Jeffrey, David, Jeffrey, John, here on Kevin Toquan's Explorarium, where the aquarium is always ready for visitors on Daddy's Big Red Truck, the executive buffet, mellow branch snacks, handout section of the Olympics where you walk in with the, the village. They give you some free stuff, okay? Like packets of Tide you can take home with you and wash your clothes get acquainted with how tired works as a detergent. It's just like this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, was that guitar? So- okay, this is Live the Tape. We have a great guest today. Check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, come see me in San Francisco. I'll be there. Uh, when will I be there? I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there on the um, uh, Sketch Fest, January 15th. Come check it out. Also, check me out on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Johnny Twitch.tv slash Johnny. Pemberton, and you know, just good, all good, all that stuff. Today's guest is a repeat offender. We, he's, we've had him here many times. We'll have him here as many times as times allow to have times. He's the wonderful and incredibly talented and hilarious Chris Crofton. Chris Crofton. Let's hear one of his songs real quick. Just a little piece of it. This is a. Uh, We'll hear a little piece of one of his songs, then we'll get right into the conversation here on Daddy's Big Red Truck, live to tape, hands on the branch, where you're always welcome to sit a spell and cast a net. Like those little cl- those little things you clip, to, you know, the, the, the hand symbols. Too late, you just did. 
basically just did. No, we didn't tell. Are you recording already? Yeah, I told you I'm oh, recording. Don't say. Oh, okay, I'll edit it. Okay. Beep. I really, let's I really start. will. I didn't know we were doing it, so let's start now. Okay. okay. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Chris. Okay, so I'm going to start again. Woo! Hey, um, well, I'm going to use a bunch of that because it's good. I don't care. In fact, you have a book coming well, out. Well, no, I'll talk about the book. Like, I mean, The book is great because it's like, uh, because it's on, it's like a book of, it's columns you've written. So it's funny that it's uh, a book. Yeah, you know so I mean? here's like, what happens. So like, because the good thing about being in Nashville for like 50 years right? is that you, everybody knows who you are because especially because Nashville used to have like used to be 20 town. people in it. Yeah. And uh, it turns out a lot of those people though, oh, that's nice for the podcast, me crumpling up my Do it, throw it in the ground. coffee straw. Throw it in the ground. Uh, or whatever, straw wrapper. Um, uh, oh, we got plastic straws. Good. Yeah, Not you paper. know what? They helped the turtles. Yeah, turtles. It helps no them one, breathe. You can't interview a turtle. <laughs> you can't ask a turtle. Plastic's done. We're done. You can't, you can't ask a turtle if they like plastic. There's no yeah. way to do it. You're just assuming they don't. I think what, but caring about plastic straws are what people who drive Range Rovers do. <laughs> turtles, turtles, <laughs> turtles dream of being packed with plastic. Yeah. Um, That's uh, what they're, try, they're trying to take it back to their nest. That's what they have <laughs> in their nose. They can't grab it. This is just the worst stuff we're saying. We're saying the worst thing. No, again. no, no. I I just it's mentioned a, that we joke. have plastic it's straws, but here it is true that like smart people mention that the idea of pinning saving the environment on the consumer is like the ultimate fuck you. I mean, and also just a trick, you know. Yeah. Because the military is like oh, responsible well, for like ninety percent of the world's pollution, and they don't intend to change any of their. You can imagine yeah. trying to give military guys like a paper straw. Yeah. I you mean, know what I like, though, with the bamboo straws? I do like those. I prefer the bamboo straw, for real. Especially when you're making a tiki drink. I'm not even familiar with bamboo straws. Guess that what it is. some TV show shit. It's bamboo. That's not TV show <laughs> shit. I got it to go with my tiki drinks. It looks cool. I have a feeling that's on craft service. It's not, dude. It's not? Because you were just on SVU, right? I was on... I'm not just I mean, on there. I was like a few months ago. Oh, it was a... But, but the... Yeah, I just posted that picture. because That's I just, a great picture. Yeah, it's pretty great, right? I want to see that episode. And I you heard you're a bad it. guy, right? I was the, the bad so guy, yeah. Great. I'd love to be a bad guy. I've everyone always wanted I, to be a deranged janitor. Everyone I tell, when I was first telling people I'm doing that, I was this is how I would say it. I'd say, yeah, I'm doing um, an episode of, uh, I guess, Law and Order. They're like, what? Oh, my God, I've always wanted to do that. I'm like, what? You wanted? Like, it's people who I would never expect to say that. Want to be on SVU? Yeah, people want to, always like, I've always wanted to be a villain on that show. I'm like, really? It's well, so it's surprising. Kind of fun. You can stop by. You can be a good actor on that show. You know what I mean? It doesn't like, it's like a TV show you can be on and do some like character part and then just go on with your regular creative life outside. I, mean, I it's guess like, so, yeah. You can sort of stop in and be like, because didn't, well, maybe I'm, I don't know enough about TV. So I, I, guess, mm-hmm. I was going to say like, haven't there have. been famous people who have stopped oh, on famous there? people, tons of people. Like yeah. um, anyone you can think of has played a rapist. Yeah. yeah. Um, Martin Short played a rapist on his Law and Order at some point. Are you serious? Yeah, many years ago. Oh, I think. Uh, that's so funny. Philip Seymour Hoffman, like big. Yeah. Like heavy, so it's like a prestigious sort of like drop in kind of. A I was role. worried about it at first. I was like, I don't know if I just want to play a rapist. Then I looked up who was played rapists on Law and Order, and it's like, oh, some people with you know multiple Golden Globes and stuff like that kind of shit. Like Oscar noms. Yeah, and you're a rapist who got beat up, got the shit beat out. Oh, of. yeah, that's because yeah. I did something really bad. Right. Well, I, I've always wanted to, because I look like a deranged janitor. No, I've always don't. wanted to be a, I think I do. I think anybody bald does. Um, <laughs> I think anybody bald automatically looks like, 
you know, like a, cri- got nothing, a criminal. Does he got no reason to live? I don't know. Yeah, like I think it makes you sort of like upset, you know. So there's some little compartment yeah. in you that wants to kill because you're bald. You're like I mean, you don't act on it, but there's just a little part of you that's very angry. Angry that you're bald, so you want to like, yeah, you want to murder. Like it's like when I saw my friend's dad hit his head, mm-hmm. like in high school, like before I. He was bald though, his father. Right. And so when you hit your head when you're bald. It's like a whole different experience than even a minor head hit hurts like fucking hell. And it oh, also reminds no you. insulation. Yeah, and it also reminds you. See, you don't even know. I so it reminds you it. of your mortality as well. So how come, do you wear a hat a lot? Because I have two friends, one, two different friends who are very different. And they both are less bald than you. They're, and they wear hats all the time. Like, hats so much, it's kind of weird. Well, you have to wear a hat because of the sun out here. Okay. Like, that's the main reason. I, I didn't used to yeah. always wear a hat. In fact, I didn't... I wear a hat all the time. I didn't really like... Well, yeah, you, well, you can choose man, to though. or choose not to. Because you, you like got your hat? hair. See what this hat says? Caltrans? Caltrans. What is that? A transportation? It's, the, you know, it's California Department of Transportation, Caltrans. Where'd you get that? On their website or something? Amazon. It's like yeah. me wearing that AutoZone hat. Like you know, it's like I like when places that you'd never want to represent make hats. I love Caltrans. Though, I really do. I was thought about painting my truck in a Caltrans logo, but then I thought I think it's illegal actually, because it's a government entity. You can't fake being a government entity. Is this connected to Wayne? No, I just like Cal. I just, but does Caltrans have something to do with garbage? No, Cal- Caltrans <laughs> is well. In a manner, it does because it is ve- large vehicles, right? And like work, okay. it's done almost exclusively by men. It's okay, like, you so know, what do you like about Caltrans then? This logo is pretty logo. Just, yeah, isn't okay, it? yeah, it it's is. very pretty logo. It's a nice hat too. I like orange. Yeah, um, I totally interrupted you. You were saying something about no. being bald. Yeah, how- just wearing hats. Like you know, it's like I. I didn't really. I, I don't. I, like there was a time in my life where I was like so self conscious that I thought like. Baseball hats were lame. Like, I was yeah. like, baseball hats? Everybody wears baseball hats. So I started wearing a cowboy hat, like, in the late 90s. Right. Like, I got fired from my job. Um, what job? I was working at the Associated Press, and they told me I couldn't AP? Take... What were you doing at the AP? Answering phones. Okay. That was the craziest job what in the world. This? I've always wanted to do a one-man show reenacting that job. I'm, a, I'm in right now. Oh, it's so I'm good. In. Oh, my God. If we did a TV show that was based on what my job was at the Associated Press, it would be either a big hit or a big flop. But um, uh, <laughs> but what's it? I guess you could say that. What about year Andy. was this? You think? I worked at the Associated Press from 1993 to 1997. Oh damn, dude! And I was, I mean, that was like this I was, was drinking so much. No, in Nashville. I mean, in New York. Okay. And New York and, City. Yeah, and it was in Rockefeller Center is where their damn. office is. So it was like kind of a romantic place to have a job, yeah. you know. Where the Christmas tree is. But the job itself was not romantic at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the most dysfunctional job I've ever had in my life. And and our desk was like totally, everybody was taking sick days all the time. And it was like. Why, because they were stressed? Just, no, just because they could, because it was a union. So everybody just oh. like took all that. Nobody would do any work. Were you union? Yeah. You were? When I got, oh, such a, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about this for a while, but I can I'm talk, interested. all right, I'll talk to, all right, so. Seriously. All right, so I moved to New what York. What else is there to talk about? No, nothing. Obviously your book. Yeah, I want to talk mostly about my book. Yeah. I came on here, I just tricked you. I was like, hey man, I haven't seen you in a while. You have a podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> That's honestly like a good 
way to do stuff is just say that to people. That's I haven't seen a long time. That's what people are doing, I'm uh-huh. sure. Uh, hey, I haven't seen oh, S- you have a comedy show? That's oh, like you cool. called the producer of SVU or whatever. I haven't yeah. seen you in ages. Oh, you have a show? Oh, SVU. Wow, I was wondering why your fucking email was SVU. Yeah, oh, Booker.com. Oh, that's the show. Oh, that's the <laughs> show. Know that. I just wanted to get. I haven't catch seen up. it, but I heard it's great. I can't wait. And how's your wife, Brenda? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Laura. Oh, Laura, yeah, yeah, Laura. yeah. Okay, I love you guys are her. divorced. She's the juggler? Oh, a she's juggler. A, no, she's a. Oh, she's a. Uh, I can't think of how you. What, what her a, real, what's her real job? Oh, she's, she's a, a script supervisor. Oh, sorry. Juggler, script supervisor. Um, oh, she's doing UFC now. That's great. <laughs> I Imagine love that someone you knew was doing UFC. I love that the women are getting into UFC. I just, I just love it, honestly. Can I say I love it? I feel like everybody in any like the orbit of UFC is only a limited time to live. You mean don't we all only have like a no? But I mean, don't <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get big picture on me out of nowhere. That's my thing. That's my devil's advocate. I just go, but yeah. Don't we all? That's nice. That's fun. You must have my, a lot of friends. <laughs> but don't we all? Yeah, great. Have a. So Desire like, to kill? So you're like, um, what's the name of that fucking asshole uh, who Uh-oh. talks real soft? Uh, um, talks real soft. He's like a, he's part of the intellectual dark web. Marshall the, Applewhite? <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, you mean the guy from, Hi. That, that's T and Doe guy? I, yeah, T, T and Doe. No, no. This I love is, him. Uh, oh, who cares? doesn't matter. He's this guy who does, uh, Sam Harris. Sam Harris. Yeah, who plays always does that like big picture. He has the big eyebrows, right? I don't know. He just talks really soft to yeah. impersonate being an intellectual. He's good and at he's good at arguing with people though. I guess so, but he's also so arrogant that I just yeah. don't even care. That's like, part I, of his uh, skill though. But that's like being arrogant ruins it. Like it's like I I don't know. It's just like advocating for anything and being arrogant at the same time makes it about you instead of the thing you're advocating for. It's like Bill Maher. You know, it's like anything oh, he does. Well, Bill like, Maher is just the worst. But, though. you know, it's like all about him. You know, when it's all about you so obviously, yeah. it's like it kind of ruins any point you're making because you're just like, I don't care what you're... Bill I mean, whatever, Maher. it doesn't matter. So, so yeah, you Sam Harris... AP. I could just imagine Sam Harris, like, you know, it's like big picture all the time, you know. It's like yeah. always fucking you up, you know. Like, hey, what about this? And you're like, well, don't we all feel like that? You mm-hmm. fucking jerk. Um, stop trying to undermine me. Um, I just said I have, I have diarrhea from the bagels. Yeah. Don't we all have diarrhea? <laughs> um, don't we all have bagels? Well, don't we all have diarrhea at some time? What is diarrhea? I mean, bagels are just... On an infinite timeline, we're all constipated. Big picture, bagels <laughs> are diarrhea. <laughs> um, so, so, like... You're at the AP. People are taking sick days, you're saying. Oh, yeah. So I got fired from the AP because... Things got out of hand at our desk. Like even for a union job, like our desk got so corrupt. Corrupt. That, well, like with taking days what you, off. What do you mean your desk? Like your department? Oh, our department. Yeah, but it was like your a, department was answering phones. You said. Yeah, but it was like answering phones and retransmitting stories. Weird. So What's that mean? It means that the ancient computer equipment, and I mean ancient, yeah, this is that old they had shit. at the Associated Press. But even for the 90s, this yeah. is like, they had stuff from the 60s, like not 60s, probably early 70s that was still operational my God. because the union guys would not get retrained oh to fix new God. equipment. So we, honest to God, had like sine wave machines like going on around, you know what I mean? Like, like being like, seriously, yeah, seriously, like fucking I'm not like machines. making this up for comedic effect. We had ancient computers. I believe it. Ancient, like I would say early 70s computers mm-hmm. in, so to send the weather... Like, that was one of our jobs was to send the international weather. Right. So I was in charge of sending the international weather to all the AP outposts on the whole globe. Mm-hmm. And it was all dependent on how much 
I drank the night before as to what time <laughs> people yeah. in the globe were going to. And so that like, really was true. Like, I would show up, like, because you came in at 11 on Sundays. 11 a.m.? It was 24 hours a day at the service desk. Right. It's called the service desk. That makes sense, 24 hours a day. But the, the whole thing was kind of like something that could have been automated, even then. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we took phone calls to have people say, we our computers were down here at the Oklahoma Sentinel or whatever. And I don't think that's a real paper, but... I think it sounds it's right. It's been a long time. Sounds good enough. It's been a long time. So you have a code, okay, like the Oklahoma Sentinel code would be OKSEN. Mm-hmm. And then you... You just say S space and then the files because they're like our computer went down, our mm-hmm. modem because back then like modems were going crazy, you know, because it's like kind of computers were in their infancy a little bit. Like I mean, the internet, ninety three, ninety, you know. Damn, that's that's wild. We had a T one line, which was like a huge deal. That's like, insane. Yeah, we got that. Well, I, I guess we got that toward the end of my T one's like government. So like ninety six, I don't know, whatever it was. Um, I was so hungover, it didn't really matter what was happening. But anyway... Uh, 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 You'd enter in a code. So you just put S and then a blank, and then you go, like, whatever file numbers they missed. Like, if they missed from, like, 11 a.m. to 4, whatever. You just put in some numbers, then you hit OKSEN, okay, mm-hmm. and then you hit Enter on this giant, like, a, a key on the computer that you could practically grab with your whole hand because the computer was so old. Man. It was like... Yeah. So... Anyway, I got fired because finally they were like, you can't, I was in a play, I was in a play, and they were like, I was like, I need to get the day off of this play, and they were like, you've already used all your days off. But you were union though, right? You were? Yes. And so that, I was like, well, I quit, and then, so I was like, listen, I quit, I'm a play, I'm an actor, not a story resender, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I just remember going to a Stetson store and buying a cowboy hat in Times Square, like, as like a celebration kind of thing? Almost like you're like fucking Joe Buck or something. I don't know, yes. <laughs> and then I wore like that cowboy hat for like three ding, years ding, and ding, nobody ding, stopped me. Ding, 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 nobody ding, stopped me from Nobody said take that off. Don't hear a word this And I was aware of that. So like I was very self-conscious. So yeah. everything I did was slightly cinematic. And mm-hmm. also when you're drinking, everything you do is kind of like... It's like you're on, the, you're on your show kind of. It's like yes, your show. You feel like, I felt like I was doing a show about a hard drinking artist. That's Except funny. I was... The guy, and it was not a show. And so you were drinking really hard that entire time, right? Yeah, I thought it was like my. I thought it was the solution to life. Like I was convinced that yeah. like I had cracked some code. Really, what point did you feel like that was the case? Like as soon as I had my first beer, and oh, I was really? like, "Oh my god!" You mean first beer in life? Yeah, I was like, oh, "I can." How live. old were you? You think? 13 or 14. Really? Yeah. So you started drinking at 13? I grew up in a rich town with kids that parents went went to Bermuda all the time. Mm -hmm. And they left them alone with their giant liquor cabinets. And that was it. So you had beer at 13 and you drank like steadily until you quit? Well, no, I drank drank on, you know, just if there was a party or something. I mean, like it was not like when I was 13 or 14, it was like weekends. Yeah. And it was not. I could, you can burn it off so easily at that age. Oh my God. It doesn't even matter. You just drink and then you have a headache in the morning. It goes Mm -hmm. away by 11 o'clock and then you want to do it again or whatever. Um, But yeah, then gradually I just, uh, once I got, once I got to college, then I could, I I had no, no no one watching over me and I went bananas. I was like, getting drunk is like the, I mean, it was like me taking this the philosophy of like a day without a buzz as a day that never was, like dead serious. I've never heard it before. Is that a thing? Yeah. 
It's like a Jimmy Buffett New Orleans T-shirt you buy for uh, like four dollars like, or something like like Calvin and Hobbes. They could you I'd die get without a, a buzz. You could get, get a bumper sticker with Calvin and Hobbes saying that if you get one to the wrong, you know, or some. Hi, I'm Jimmy Buffett. Welcome to the Jim Margaritaville. A day without a buzz is the day that never was. Yeah, that was like shit I would say in rehab, too. Like, I'd be like, really? hey, what about this, though? I mean, I know we're supposed to quit. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say to that? But what about when Moses said, uh, a day without a buzz is the day that never was? You mean, like, are you calling Jimmy Buffett Moses? It's like, no, no, same it's difference. In, it's in the Same Bible. difference. It's in the Bible. Jimmy Buffett is kind of like Moses, the modern-day Moses. Yeah, like, I was... It is. He's similar, yeah, mm-hmm. for a certain group. Carries this, draws the same amount of, what's they say about a boat? It draws the same amount of, uh, pulls the same amount of weight as Moses, pretty much. He draws. Buffett? Buffett. Buffett's got a big, he, Buffett cuts a wide swath. Would you say that? Well, yeah, I don't Buffett's think anyone's like, ever said that before, but I think that's uh, true. He draws a wide berth. <laughs> um, soaks up a lot of water. Um, he definitely soaks up a lot of water. Hi, everybody. My name is Jimmy Buffett. What do you think Jimmy Buffett's <laughs> doing right now? I bet he's probably fishing. Yeah, he probably is. I mean, that man is wealthy. Oh, yeah. He played his cards right. Well, he was around <laughs> at the right time. He was around at the right time. Right time guy. to be a... If he was doing that now, he'd be oh. driving Postmates. Yeah. I mean, there's no industry, so yeah. you can make the best song ever now, and you're still, like, fucked. It is funny how... You could write Margaritaville all day and put it on Spotify for... You know, unlimited listens. But he basically just galvanized a feeling that everyone has, which is like, ah, oh, man, I just want to go to an island and relax. I just want to chill out and get drunk. He galvanized he's like, white privilege. Hey, hey, what if that was a lifestyle? Hi, I'm Jimmy Buffett. Imagine what if place- you were white and you had enough money to drop out of society? Exactly. Huh. Or just for two weeks at a time. Well, to use your vacation because you have a regular job. You're just like a, you're just an average person. But you know what? I tell you what I love is just the idea of Margaritaville. Well, right. I mean, and we're get, it's repackaged now as Joshua Tree is fucking Key West for Americana people. I mean, it's just... Is it really now? Yeah, white people love going places where they can feel like they're the only ones alive and that they run a kingdom. And yeah. now the desert's the only place that's empty. So it's not a coincidence that all of a sudden white people are, are obsessed with the desert. There's something about it I love. Yeah, you, you get like, to pretend you you're like... You hate white people. I don't hate white people. But you don't always say white people oh, yeah. I all mean, the time. It's the time to talk about white people. I feel like it's not. I feel no, like no, anytime I know someone says white people, I always bristle because I know it's a white person my talking shit about white people. My brother doesn't like it either. And it's not, but I'm not doing... Okay. I don't dislike Right. It, no. I think it's like um, I've I just thought, think it's like I've turned this over It's not a pander In my case I don't I, think it's a pander I'm not trying to say like I'm a piece of shit I don't think that And yeah. I don't think all white people Are pieces of shit either I think that um, White culture Drives the narrative And it's fucking annoying And that's all yeah. I, I, It's impossible to talk about culture Without mentioning white people Because I mm-hmm. feel like They still drive it And there's so many other races out there That have to put up With white people driving the culture And they have to put up With like p- think pieces In the New York Times Quote unquote think pieces About how the desert Is like becoming chic And it's like It's just because It's the last place White people can feel like emperors And <laughs> it's so annoying <laughs> I mean, that's all It's like white people Like to have tons of acreage So they can But it's also like a thing Where there's all tons of more think piece in the New York Times about like we need to recognize the privilege and do all this stuff well, it's no, like, both. I mean, that's about trying white. to have both at the same time there, which is also to me there's nothing whiter than a white person talking about whiteness in terms of like trying to curtail well, or yeah. like making fun of like 
that kind of thing. That to me, that's well, why. Right. Well, I could say, okay, here's an th- interesting thing because I, I get your point, and I, I I feel it, and I feel like the, I try to pick and choose when I say white right. people. I mean, I really feel like white people. I want to nail them on this desert thing because we got there. <laughs> and get them. I'm so mad about the desert. Really? I'm so sick of it. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing about it. And I'm so sick of people being like, there's something about it. Like, always, like, being like, they don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you get to, like, you get to be the only one there and pretend there's no minorities some... in the world. I got an Instagram account I mean, for I you. hate this shit. I don't want to talk about minorities. I understand that. But what's a minority? Well, I just, I don't want to talk about race stuff because it's, it's I understand what you're saying. It's like, it's, it's, it's all over the place. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's like being cynically, it's 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 a valid topic of conversation, but it's also being misused for clicks at the same time. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So so it's just a sort of a drag. But 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 my point about the so I don't want to talk about it forever. But right. I, I, when I choose white people, it's really just because I hate saying bougie. Oh, okay. I don't like the. I like. I would rather say white people because it makes people. What kinda, about yuppies? It also makes people kind of mad. Like I it, like yuppies. Like it makes people kind of mad because they're like, stop saying white people, and it makes me want to say it more because I'm like a child. I see what you're saying. <laughs> no, I get it because you want to push the button that you're not yeah, supposed to touch. Yeah, like bougie is just. I hate saying bougie. You know, what I used to like to say is yuppies. Yeah, yuppies is good. I like yuppies because you know I feel like there's like a new yuppie, and I also feel like white people are so indistinct because it's one of those things yeah. where it's almost like. When you say white people, it's like um, when I when I hear white people, I'm like, oh, I'm not white. I don't what, feel like I'm white. You don't? No, honestly. You're from Minnesota. I know I'm from Minnesota, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> There's a lot of black people from Minnesota. Uh, well, I There's don't, tons of black people from Minnesota. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. Um, I don't know. I just. I just get tired of. Um, I get tired of like. Yupster. I get tired of you know in my. Okay, well, predominantly, I'm not saying that. Also, that white people are not the only people who go to the desert. Anybody with money goes to the desert and feels like, I mean, it doesn't matter who. I understand. Rich people like to have a billion acres, so they feel like they... So they feel like... uh, Well, first of all, they don't have to put up with any of reality, which is rubbing up against other people. And then, and then they can say stuff like, I can't get sick from the pandemic and I don't want to get my <laughs> vaccine. Yeah, it's because you live on a fucking gigantic yeah. plot of land where there's nobody around. We don't have to deal with any kind of interaction. Yeah, you can like stand that. in the middle of your basketball court for the whole thing. Uh, you, just, you know what I just learned? You know that uh, Aaron Rodgers, the football player? Yeah, the guy who said that he got the immunized. <laughs> yeah, you know, his, you know who his girlfriend is? Let me is, guess. Let me guess. Okay. Greta Van Susteren. Oh, my God. He wouldn't date that I'm old cow. I'm just kidding. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? He's a football player. He's not going to date some old cow. Uh, well, that, old, that old sea hag. He's right, not going to. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going to date that old sea skag from Fox News? Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. Nancy she's Gra- also Nancy a, Grace. She, <laughs> I'm just Could you imagine? I'm just fucking around. My new boyfriend is Aaron Rodgers. We have been dead. Dude, I swear to God. How fucking cool would that be? We if bonded over our mutual hatred of vaccines. But imagine being a professional football player, like you're like so sought after, and you date some old conservative talking head. Like people, would, people's minds would explode if you were just like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm dating Nancy Grace. And people are like, you, you could be sleeping with ten supermodels every day, but you're dating a six year old Fox News commentator. Yeah, well, that's. That'd be like John. That's like some heavy psyop. Well, shit you know if he those. Well, you know those. Uh, what about that woman who, with the that woman who crashed into the lake that they made a Crash HBO in show lake? in Tennessee? The, the 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 woman who thought she was a prophet because she had a weight loss. 
I don't know about this. Oh, it's a uh, damn. There's too many things. The guy who played um, Tarzan in some ancient Tarzan TV series or oh movie. Oh my god, this sounds good. He he married this woman, right? Who's like looked like I don't know, like the corpse of Dolly Parton or something, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. you know, like reanimated Dolly Parton like mummy or something. And she's really rich. So he was like kind of like a younger. I mean, he was much. Like he was probably the kind of person where people were like, "What are you doing, man?" Like, yeah, he's he, he was not the, that young. But he was though. doing he's it not, for money, he, though. And he, yeah, and he was older, and and he, he yeah. just was like sort of. Uh, so it's not the same, but but God, that's actually was... a story lo- worth looking into. It's uh, but I think HBO made it. I, I don't have HBO, so I don't I don't have HBO Plus or whatever. The you know what? You fuck know what? you're supposed to have. You should get it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I and I can't. Like for some reason, I'm like the last person in the world who can't just find a password somewhere. Have I ever told you my impression of um. It's a, it's his own impression, but it's basically like that one guy. What's his name? Oh, this is my impression of Colin Jost or Jost seeing yeah, yeah. A, a homeless person. They're like, "Hey, you should get a house. You know what you need is a place to live." <laughs> the homeless person's like, "Okay." It's like, "Yeah, I know. Seriously, you should get a house." Yeah, me and Scarlett have one. Like See really you later. nice. Like, hey. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing on here? Mm-hmm. Here's fifty dollars. Go get a house. What are you doing on here? You know what? You should get a house. Yeah, Colin Jost. I don't know anything about. Uh, I don't know anything about him either. He's I don't know anything about Saturday Night Live. I, I think it's. I'm. Uh, you know, James Austin Johnson's on there. Oh yeah, and, that's right. And, Nashville, uh, baby. Yeah, I know him, and and I'm glad for him. But I also think that uh, it's funny the media trying to blow up Saturday Night Live into something relevant every time they have a new season. It's just like, who really? Watches. I mean, you can't parody a parody. I mean, you, you can't parody the simulation. No, you can't parody yes. the uh, simulations trying to make tell us that it's a simulation. It keeps doing these very novel things, like Aaron Rodgers dating Shailene Woodley. The oh, actress. you didn't say okay. Who's she? Who's she Shailene she's an Woodley? actress. She's been in like a ton of stuff. She's like started when she's pretty young. That's the fakest name I ever heard. She's like you know, uh, but she's like classic. No one's last name is Woodley. Never Woodley, Shailene Woodley. She's classic like actress, health, wellness, oh, anti-vax yeah. person. Oh, like an exercise influencer kind of person. Like, a well, she's well, a she's well, a straight up actress, like very famous actress. But okay. she um, she's uh, she got Rogers on the anti-vax train. Oh, and obviously oh. he you know he's a very incredible athlete, but sometimes there's not a lot of uh. We could, uh, reasoning behind that, you know what I mean? Like you can be great at the Wonderlic, but you're not great at realizing that your girlfriend has convinced you wow. to be into this thing. That's so, gonna make you. That's gonna. I'm, that led me to. I'm gonna tell. Forget about the Associated Press. I'm gonna tell you a story about celebrities now. Yes, celebrities. Aaron Rodgers, right? For example, yeah. like he's got everything. He's got a zillion dollars. He's bored out of his mind. If he's not playing football, he's like playing like Xbox or he's whatever. Fucking he's fucking good. He's playing he's, Xbox. He's, he's very he's, good. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Who I mean, cares? he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I'm glad he's for that him. good. I'm glad for him. I have no, you know, I've never had any connection with sports people. I'm in. I'm in the NFL now. I don't know if you know. I'm just that's great. Forward, Crofton. I'm not. You should get into the NFL. No. Why? Because I don't have any interest in people who are good at jumping around. I'm telling you, once you just <laughs> once you spend a good Sunday rooting for a team, you'll just be like, wow, this sports, is great. Like, sports, except for amateur. Well, did I say amateur wrestling? <laughs> As if I was a professional wrestler in high school. Yeah. Uh, no, but wrestling was the only sport I liked because you just like basically fight somebody. Yeah. But but and I was a pretty angry person. But um uh uh well like in high school whatever. So 
but sports in general was just a machine to humiliate me and like and like me too. To demean me. So I have no interest in and, and like people were like, I'm better than you because I can throw a ball. And I just was very mad about that forever. Yeah. And I'll never stop being mad about it. And why do you want to celebrate someone who's good at throwing a ball but who is also a moron like Aaron Rodgers? Who well, gives a shit? I don't care if you can throw a ball. What does that have to do with anything? Oh, it's it's about the it's a game, man. right? I know, but it's, it's this like, incredibly, it's extremely uh, intricate game. But it goes back to like just like keeping people's eye off the ball. Football is you so know, complicated. White people run in the desert while you're keeping your eye on some some idiot who can jump. Real. Idiot! These guys, these guys <laughs> no, are this an idiot. I don't. The care. worst player in the NFL, the worst one. If you met him in person, right. That's what you'd be like, says. "Oh my god, I don't care. this guy like, is so athletic. This guy can do stuff." That you couldn't do if you spent like a year trying to train to do one thing. Right, this person right. does it like effortlessly. I don't know though. I don't. I, for some reason, I don't care about what anybody can do with their bodies. Like I okay. don't care. I get it. I'm impressed now for some weird reason. I'm impressed when I see like Justin Jefferson managed to keep both feet in and catches this ball in bounds. I'm I like, mean, oh my god, how do you do that? Well, yeah, and then it's like because he's. Justin Jefferson comes to my comedy show. He's like, man, you are so funny. How do you do that? I'm like, dude, just the same way you can catch that ball and stay in bounds. Does that ever You ha- do you, I do me. Has that happened? No, but that's my dream. <laughs> my dream is to have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and... Uh, so you want to meet people you have nothing in common with? Yeah, that's my favorite Why? people to meet. Oh, I hate that. That's not true. No, but I... Yeah, you I like, like meeting I like, like old meeting skunky... regular people. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, I like pe- meeting people who have like... I don't want to meet some. Okay, how about this? Some person who makes a zillion dollars from jumping around. They don't I make don't, a zillion dollars. Football players. Some of them do, but they don't make. They, they all make way more than me. Yeah, like, but it's what all are they relative. Gonna do? They're gonna want to go to the diner with me. They probably would actually. I've been on Hinge, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was the greatest segue. That's the clip right there. <laughs> This has devolved so much. We were talking about a celebrity, and I'm trying to get you into the NFL. And you're like, I don't want to get in the NFL. Dalvin Cook went to Florida State. I went to Florida State. Justin Jefferson went to LSU. My family's from Louisiana. We talk about this stuff. Well, my dad poisoned me against anything. So they're, black, like, they're black men. I'm a white guy. We can talk about our differences. I'm sure I would have fun talking to an NFL player, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. But, but it's never going to happen. Guys are How are we going to cross paths? Where? I don't know. Let's just say maybe, maybe you DM him, and he's but like, the, hey, man, I'm into your music. You never know. <laughs> well, that would be cool. I mean, like, if it's about me. <laughs> if they like me, then I like them. But all those guys are humble. All right, I you used to stay humble. Okay. I used to. I used to. <laughs> you got to stay humble, Chris. You got to stay humble. I love that. That came around to that for you. You just wanted to say that to me. You wanted to say that. Oh, but I'm saying that because these football players will say that. These really good guys will say, you know, they stay humble because they got to. Of course they have to because they have the world's greatest appliances. Like, they're humbled by their own kitchen. They're like, oh my god, I'm so grateful. Look at this thing. I've never seen so many burners. I'm talking about like they're. They don't care about. They just care about playing the game. It's all about touching that pig's. But ninety percent of the time, <laughs> they're at home in their giant mansions, like watching porn. I no, think. they're not. <laughs> they're practice. They practice no, they're like not. every they day. Do you think they do? Do what I a think? Bummer. But they get paid Dude, so they, much, they'll be like, I'm not doing any. Fuck. I'm not pushing around those dummies. Or, you know, yeah, they but get, think they about must you get, get rebellious and practice. You get trying to tell a millionaire to do anything. Well, Tom Brady is one thing, okay? But if you're like a linebacker, you're not making that much money. And also, you get injured, you're out. Next thing you know, let's say say the injury ruins your career. You can't play football anymore. Good. I hope they all have to stay home then, like me. Someone's going to play football. I'm a hater. Are you not aware? You are a hater. (laughs) 
No, listen. I'm trying to experience life as a non-hater. I yeah, I I gave up on that a long time ago. Really? I think so. Well, that's no. That's I am a, a um positive person. I'm not I don't really I don't I don't really hate football players or anything. Right. I, I just I guess I I used to like them when I was a kid. Right. Oh, see, I didn't at all. I was in the Pittsburgh sports. Steelers and stuff like when I was but I'm talking about when I was like 8. And then once I realized I was that sports was just like a basically an organized bullying machine that I decided I didn't want any part of it. I just thought the whole thing was just like it celebrated the worst aspects of humanity, just being big and oh, and, it totally and does violent and 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 then you just like and the coaches were like mean yeah, to they're me. Mean. They'd me be like, too. "You're small and useless," like right to your face when you're like nine, yeah. you know, and like what kind of? <laughs> I mean, I hated sports forever. Forever, ever. This is the this is the first year I've ever been into sports actively. I wish I could get into first them year because ever. I would have a lot more friends, and I would have a, and I would be a lot less myth, misanthropic or perceived to be less misanthropic yeah. because people think I'm doing it as a as a troll to not like sports. But I, you know, like they think, oh, you're trying to be better. Yeah, like, there, are certain, are... there are certain things I do to be a troll, like like the whole '90s when I didn't go to the movies because I was like, I'm a poet, you know. I didn't and that's, know. Wait, what? Yeah, like the whole '90s, I would only. Go to the movies. Well, first of all, I was drunk. All I wanted to do was be at a bar. Every single minute I was yeah. off work, I was like, go to the bar because that's where poets are. And, you have and that's where I'm an artist. I'm going to be an artist. And so Charles Bukowski, you think he's going to be seeing a movie? I don't think so. He's going to go to the bar and see if he can meet like a lady with like one shoe on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever meet a lady with one shoe on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's not all it's cracked up to be, let me tell you. Wait, so who was your biggest influence as a drunk, you think? Who was the, Was it Bukowski? Bukowski, probably, only because because I read, like, when I was, like, drinking, I was just getting into drinking, like, getting mm-hmm. serious about it as a lifestyle. And, uh, like, you know, starting to, like, go from just drinking because I liked it to, like, drinking, like, as, like... Who I am. My raison d'etre. right. If you will, <laughs> did you um? So did you think that Bukowski? Like, did you? How do you feel about him now? Oh, I think he's an alcoholic who writes well. Okay. So he writes about alcoholism, and he writes about how great alcohol is because that's what alcoholism makes you do. Because a lot of people <laughs> hate him. I feel like. Well, he's, I think I went through a phase where I loved him, and then I was like a phase where I was like, oh man, he's. What was I thinking? That's ridiculous. And now I'm kind of like, well, he just he served a purpose. It's his writing style for yeah. me. It's like. In the end, at first it was the subject matter and the writing style, right? Just the spareness of it. He's like, he's like a more extreme. Like when you first read Ernest Hemingway, for example, like you realize, like, oh, these are short, like not flowery sentences. Like this yeah. is very, like, uh, this is like sort of a direct, yeah, like a, a staccato kind of prose that's really kind of neat, and I prefer it to like this Victorian shit, you mm-hmm. know, where they talk about perfumes for f- five paragraphs, uh, you know, and and I related. You know, to that kind of writing, um, and so Bukowski even made it even more spare, mm-hmm. and and I loved it. And I also love Bukowski just because he didn't play by any rules, um, like as far as like my, I've I've I don't know if I've said this. Uh, well, well, whatever. The one of my favorite short stories of his is not one I even want to read, but it's just betting tips on horses. Oh, right. And okay. that's the whole short story. And yeah. it's not a short story at all. You know what I mean? But it is. Right. Because he says it is. He's like, short story. Yeah. And then he's just like, my betting. And so my, to take it back to my book, uh, The Advice King, 
which is coming out on Vanderbilt University Press, like probably by the time this podcast is out, you well, can order it, pre-order. It okay. comes out in April, but the pre-order is going to be available now. But I mean, his um, sort of, and Vonnegut too. Vonnegut's like sort of like putting a drawing in the middle of a book, like uh, a big drawing. Well, that's Mark Twain shit. Yeah. And I, that's and I, Twain. I also, James Thurber, like I grew up reading. My Wait, mom who? used to, he's this guy from like the 30s. He's not, my it's mom good. used to, he's, well, he has illustrations. He's kind of funny. I don't think he's as funny as. Dude, if you're kind of funny, I'm writing this down. James I'm, Thurber? I need some new injection of literature, man. I'm hitting a wall. Well, James Thurber's ancient. I mean, you'll probably think it's like it's like basically literary va- vaudeville. But I love but Mark Twain. It has drawings in it. Well, it has drawings in it, and I thought so. For my advice, King column, right? You know, it's supposed to be an advice column, but I made it a free for all. You know what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. just made it like if I want to stop the column and write a play in the middle of it, which I do very often. James Thurber, T H U R B E R. T H U. Amazing linebacker, also. Um, <laughs> what's his? What's the best book to read of his? Oh, I don't know. He, like, any collection. My mom any. had like a collection of his, and we used to look at it. Um, my my mom um, used to listen to Monty Python records with me. That's cool. I mean, yeah, my mom was cool. I mean, she's still cool. Right. Um, uh, but anyway, B- Bukowski is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's funny about Bukowski is once you become an alcoholic, you realize that alcohol has convinced convinced you that alcohol is the best. But you think you've rationally decided that alcohol is the best, right? But really, you've been alcohol tells you alcohol tells your body that it wants alcohol and mm. that alcohol is the greatest thing ever because it wants it in it. Yeah, and it's used to having it in it and it wants it in it again. So that's the problem with Charles Bukowski is he celebrated alcoholism because he thought he was celebrating it because it was the best, right? But there's also <laughs> It's funny because alcoholics always think alcoholism is the best. Yeah. So, like, really, Bukowski was a was a, was an alcoholic, and that kind of ruins a lot of his writing. That I thought was like, oh yeah, I want to. That's why you don't really celebrate a cheap motel with a woman with one shoe on because when you live that, which I kind of have, mm-hmm. because I thought that was where real life exists, and that's not. That's just where sadness exists, and it's not actually. It's incredibly bleak. It's. There's no answer there. It's like, yes, yeah. if you're like a literary person and you want to slum it and it's interesting to be around dummies, and that's what I think he thought. Like, look at me. I'm the king of the dummies. Yeah. You know, like I'm definitely the smartest person in this dive bar. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that's sort of a, so that was part of it too for him. You know, he got to be like a voyeur. Mm-hmm. It's He's a voyeur. He's he's with, it's and that's part of alcoholism too, where that you're sort of part of this like adventure. And then you stop drinking and you're like, I don't want to hang out with people who wear one shoe. Yeah, I think that is interesting to think about. It's almost like if you're not in the world, the world is only appealing when you're inside of it and not it's when you step outside of it, it instantly it loses its luster. Once you get sober, Charles Bukowski scenarios suck. Do you ever think though that certain people just have a they like have like we <laughs> laugh well, this conversation how it's just going. It is interesting though. It's pretty funny. Because I was one of my friends was saying how you know, he just feels like he Alcohol suits him, you know. Some people, they're you know, some people can't drink. Like they drink a couple of drinks and they're like, um, "What are you doing?" Like they can't, they can't behave. Oh yeah, some people have a some people have very a, deep, like physical reaction where their whole personality changes. Yeah, and some yeah. people are the opposite. Some people can have like ten beers and they're just sort of maybe a li- slightly more talkative. They're not like crazy or anything. Some people just don't really, for whatever reason, maybe it's like. Your your genes like you come from a place that 
where you where alcohol was prevalent or it's the same thing where like American American Indians they have a issue with um, alcohol because it's like was never a, wasn't it's not in their genes you know what I mean yeah so there's certain people I say American Indians because I read a book that said yeah that they prefer yeah prefer yes, to say that's <laughs> funny because I wrote in, in a column recently I wrote. Uh, because the Daily Wire had a fucking event at the Ryman Auditorium where they right. had a fucking cigar store Indian with with uh, Elizabeth Warren's head on it on the stage of the Ryman, uh-huh. and I'm I wrote a column about that, which I think actually might have made a difference as far as the Ryman having to address it. Cause is that the, where is that? Ryman's that's the main like in Nashville. It's like the ancient place where the used to be a church and the Grand Old Opry started mm-hmm. there, and uh, or it was one of the original places where they. Anyway, it, uh, the the idea that I wrote the column and then they changed it to Native American. I wrote Cigar Store Indian only yeah. because that's what it was. First of all, it's like yeah, like just to make the point. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah. That, anyway, I get it. It's also just like who doesn't really matter. It's just a no. word. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. So yeah, no. But with back alcohol, to, back to, <laughs> alcohol. Like yeah. there's like a lot more hand wringing among white people that you know about the how to name the the other people than there yeah. is among the people who they're naming exactly it's like, uh, just let me be a person stop naming me shit stop or just like stop writing essays about what i want to be called stop being so precious terry gross stop talking about whether or not we should be called native americans or indians and just find a way to get us some fucking money yeah <laughs> <laughs> the best is so much of that stuff is like oh we we were we're so we did such Oh, this is such a tragedy. It's like, no shit. Um, the the war is over. Oh, you mean? Like in terms of the government waged a war of extinction against Native people for 100 years. Yeah. And the government won. The government definitely won. Yeah. And so the idea that like these these people need to be helped now, it's like, it's just... It's such an abject difference. Like all the numbers, I mean, this is totally different. We're talking about totally different stuff here. But all the, all the social problems numbers, they don't include, um, they don't include native peoples in there because it throws the curve off so much that you can't. Like you talk about suicide, uh-huh. you can't even include people. You can't include Native right, Americans right. In that because it's like oh, so high. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. So it's like this thing where we're talking about um, we have to help these people. It's like. But what do you mean? It's like everything we've, we've done, the government has done everything for over 100 years to just, to eradicate them. So it's just like, it's, like, well, it's like right. a, such it, a weird thing to be. Well, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, to me, it's something strange well, about it. It's, it's, like, very, it's like saying like, wow, we, you know, we live in this, like the, the government's all messed up. And it's like, yeah, well. Yeah, it's like this. You, you the, can't. The game is over. let it go so long. Yeah, it's like, like you generate, you know, if the baby boomers hadn't spent their entire fucking lives just like, I don't know, playing golf or whatever they do. Uh, you know, like, I mean, like they didn't, they were, they'll be like, oh, we were politically engaged. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you weren't. You voted for presidents. That's all you yeah. did. You didn't vote in local races. You didn't pay attention to anything. You were enjoying the post-war boom and you, you know, were watching E.T. And, 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 and whatever you were doing. But now you're like, oh, no, like what happened? You know, like maybe it's the millennials fault. It's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, uh, uh, all these uh, moves toward, you know. Whatever you can't just spend you 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 frittered away the post war boom, and uh, while you were partying and smoking pot and listening to Grateful Dead or whatever, 
other people who don't smoke pot and don't uh, were busy building monopolies, and you were you were enjoying yourself. Yeah. You were at the Steve Winwood concert. <laughs> oh my God! Bring me a my, higher love. Yeah. Oh my God! My dad had that CD with Winwood on the cover. He used to be in a band, right? With Traffic, was he in that band? Traffic? He was in Traffic. He was in yeah. Blind Faith. He started wow. when he was like fifteen. His really? daughter, his daughter lives in Nashville. Yeah, he. Um, he's British, right? Yeah. Yeah. Steve Winwood. Yeah, Steve he's one Winwood, of those guys who got uh, to be. You know, like every band that started during a like a three year period was like a, became a legendary band yeah. because there were only like eight bands. Legendary Steve Winwood of Traffic is here today to speak on his new album, BBC Six. <clears throat> I got into traffic because it was like in Connecticut like just weird shit yeah, happened it was like, it's Prague you get into Prague everyone gets into Prague I mean but it's so funny now because I can't listen to like me being stoned I just remember being in my being in my friend Doug's bedroom listening to Low Spark of High Heeled Boys I was about to try to remember the name of that album you know Spark Heel Low and Flyers I, and, or and I was like, like I, I don't know like I, I even at that time I was kind of like I don't know if this is good or not like you know I was like kind of like Low Spark of High Heeled Boys it sounds stupid you know like I mean I but I was like uh uh, I don't know. It was like the law in Connecticut at that time to it's like a, low spark of high heeled voice. King it Crimson. Like, it was like Gentle Giant. Well, also there was like very, very little like abnormal stuff got through to Connecticut. Right. Like it was like like I make the joke that like a river runs through it. Played at my local theater for like nine years. <laughs> uh, you know, it was like a complete cultural blockade. So yeah. low spark of high heeled boys is about the wildest thing. You, just those lyrics by itself. Like, this is not what's on the radio, which means it rules. Like, yeah. listen to that. No one ever says low spark of high heeled boys on on the radio. So this is like deep underground, you know, but it wasn't deep underground. It was it's just, weird to think that how like at a, at a, before the internet, it didn't take much for something to be Yeah, I, I was the same way. It's like if it wasn't on the radio, it's fucking cool. Yeah. When really it's not necessarily the case. It just happens to not... They can't commodify it enough to use it on the radio. doesn't mean it still isn't something that's just... No, I mean, they... Like, I thought, like, Green Grass and High Tides by the band The Outlaws was, like... I don't even know what that is. It's, like, nine minutes long, and that's the mm -hmm. only reason they never played it on the radio. And I was like, this yeah. is, like, oh, groundbreaking. So Have that, has anyone ever made a song that was nine minutes before? It's I don't so think so. punk. And it's it, But they're, like, a <laughs> country band, so it's just, really? like... Yeah, it's a the terrible outlaws? song. Yeah, people, anybody who... Like, what's sad is, like, if you're a certain kind of person, like, you never find out about better music than that, so you're still like, man, the outlaws, man. They push the envelope with that nine-minute song. But a lot of people just aren't into anything else. It's like, they don't... They're not really into music. You ever meet someone like that? Oh, yeah. Who's like... I remember the I work first, at a wine bar but in did Malibu. You ever, do you remember the first time you realized that some people literally just don't like music? Yeah, I work at a wine bar in Malibu, and the people there will accept any form of music that, that. I mean, they they that that. As long as it's like, well, if it's Tom Petty or if it's, Mustang Sally or if it's like it's recognizable, I mean, well, they think like an alternative band is U two. <laughs> you know, they're like I, I'm like into some art shit too. Do you I remember like in life though when you, like the first time you met someone who was, like I remember that. Like in high school, knowing someone who only had like two CDs. Oh yeah, I'm like, wait, I don't understand. You just, for me, that's like you immediately to? your murderer. I mean, I'm like, I judge. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not. I, I can't relate to that. Like music to me is like. Uh, <clears throat> it's also, so maybe important. I just feel bad for them. <clears throat> I think I would just feel bad for them because I love music. Is such a great 
Oh my God, it's so important. It's the best thing. It's the thing that gets me through life. So I can't imagine. It's hard for me to imagine what you do. But then again, there's football players who, who, who I'm sure only know about Dave Matthews. But maybe um, that. But the football for them is music. Right. Exactly. And I can't. I can't relate to that. So yeah. You know, but 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 yeah. When I meet a person who has two CDs. It is weird. I'm like, highly suspicious. It's or so else strange. I should, either I'm highly suspicious at first, and then I just might feel bad for him afterwards. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, back to um, Bukowski was. Why did we talk about Bukowski? Because we're talking about um, just like the, I don't know. We're talking about alcohol. How you were a drunk, and how you kind of like uh, thought of yourself, or you looked up to Bukowski. You're sort of you're trying to model yourself after that similar type of alcoholic lifestyle. Right. Yeah, but I forget how we got to it. It's not. It's not important. I want I just wanted to go. This back. all started when you worked at the AP. When you quit, you started wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, okay. It's all that. Okay. So, <laughs> so that was about forty minutes ago. <laughs> back to the Associated Press. Like I, I, I think that the reason I think that would be a good one man show is because, or not one man show. No, I, I would actually. I, well, unless I played all the characters, which I could, um, but. It's when union jobs go awry. Like it's like I, I'm pro union, definitely, but but there is a problem. There's a problem where like if you're senior in a union, you literally don't do any more work. Wait, and you're just wait like, a I don't work. Are you telling me that impunity is not a good thing? <laughs> Are you telling me that a system is set up that makes someone immune to any type of retribution is not great? So I had this Maybe it doesn't work that well. I worked with this really nice, cool black guy named Jerry Jackson. That's and a Jerry fucking, Jackson, That's a name I would use. Jerry Jackson wore like a pan African hat, and he wore like he wore like one of those. I don't know what they're called, like shakti's or something. Something. They, and and he wore like so he wore a little bit of pan African. This is the '90s, so he wore yeah. a little bit of that. Like this is Arrested Development. Yeah, a little bit of that, a little bit of African stuff. He also wore like leather, and he had wore cool sunglasses, and he never talked above a whisper. And I know why because oh he just thought God. it was cool. He talked real quiet. Everything he did was based on trying to get laid and and and, and being smooth. This guy, so he said, is cool. He said, he said everything was racist. Everything, mainly any time he had to be at work more than two hours was racist. <laughs> so he, <laughs> so he, oh my god, because he would, he worked there for twenty years. He's like, I That's come and go guy. as I please. Like he was seriously like dead serious about that. He's like, I put in my time, and it's like, well, no, you technically haven't because mm-hmm. you still work here and you're. You're counted as a full staff member at this desk, so if you don't do any work, then that means somebody else. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but he yeah. had decided, which I admired. He's like, I'm done. <clears throat> he would come into work. <clears throat> Excuse me, this is horrible. I, you want some I just woke brew? up recently. I'm going to have some more cold <laughs> brew. Hold on. Um, <laughs> you want some of that liquid that's right there in front of you? Yeah, but this shit's like gold for me. Is as it soon good? as this is gone, the podcast is over. It is good, me. right? Is oh, it's good? great. Yeah, good? What kind is this? I don't know. It's this place commissary. I have, they do have the best coffee. I'm not a coffee snob, but oh, it's good. People who are coffee snobs do. This is where they go. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's got a great name. Um, so Jerry, so Jerry Jackson um, would come into work, and then he would say he would leave, stay for like seriously. His shift was supposed to be his shift was supposed to be eight hours, and. Mm-hmm. And he would come in. He was the one who told me once I got permanent status with the union. He goes, Chris, he's like, he's welcome to heaven. He was like, he's like, you know how, you know what you would have to do to get fired at this point? He's like, you would have to, he's like, I could take a chair and drop it out, out the window onto a woman walking on the sidewalk here in Rockefeller Center, and I still wouldn't get fired. 
So <laughs> I was like, he was like, welcome to, you know, he's like, you're set. Come you play your cards right. You can be here for the next 30, Yeah, you can be here for the next thirty years, like the rest of us, and you won't have to do any work. And and it's just like that was supposed to be the dream. I was like, I don't know though. You know, it sounds, sounds kind of boring, but um, like it would be. So Jerry didn't learn, like you know what I said before, like that we had ancient computer equipment because mm-hmm. the union guys wouldn't refuse to learn how to be retrained on new yeah. equipment. That's the whole one of the unions. So they're like, like, we're going to get new computers. And they were like, no, you're not. I'm not doing a new computer. And was, yeah, no, yeah. No. And we're you like, these pay computers me? are from 1971. And they're like, I don't care. Talk to my union rep. Pay me like, overtime. I'm not, I'll learn. Yeah, I'm not relearning anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also, if you want me to come out of this office, you're going to have to... I don't leave this office uh, without talking to my rep. Like, uh, Anyway, so Jerry would stay for two hours... Then he would get up and say his daughter had an audition, and he would just leave. And and my boss is my boss was uh, was on his side. She she was also highly corrupt. She didn't do any work at all, and and so she was just like, "See you later." You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like so he was like, and he would always say, "Peace in the Middle East" before he left. That's great. That's such a nineties. And he'd thing. say, "I'm Audi five thousand sometimes. I'm Audi five thousand. Yeah. So he 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 and he would say it all low. He always be like, "Peace," you know, and he'd be like, "I'd be like peace." Well, you know, I don't care because I'm new and I'm mm-hmm. like an alcoholic and I'm just happy to have a job. So I didn't care that Jerry was doing it. I just was observing, you know, and I was right. like very interested in this man, you know, because he was. Uh, and he also told me about the old days of the Associated Press, which had not been that long before, where mm-hmm. they had just outlawed smoking in the Associated Press uh, the year before. So up until 1992, that whole place was full of smoke. Dude, I miss that kind of shit. Jerry Jackson talked about, like, dice games in the copy room. I mean, he was like, you missed it, man. You know, he was like, you this place used it? to be a blast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, I guess journalists thought, like, part of their job back then was, like, to be drunk. So it they kind all, of was. It they was had a direct thing. phone line to this bar nearby. Man, for like, if there was a scoop, they spent all day drinking, and then if there was like a big story, they all ran back to the office. Like all this stuff, I mean, you feel the same way I. You're like, that was the it feels days. like it would be great. It yeah. really, it really was though. But that is sort of the thing. I mean, that well, a lot of, a lot of aspects of those days were more fun, mainly because there were no phones and everyone was just in it with each other. You're in it, if you wanted to. Your focus. Yeah, if you, you wanted have to, to depend on others, you for hang things. out with people. You talk to people. If you're in line at the bank, you talk to the person next to you. You, if dude. You're, if you're in line for concert tickets, if you're at the, one of the things I miss the most is going to concerts back mm-hmm. then, because everybody was in a good mood at a concert, and there were no it's phones, the so everyone just started talking to each other. Like you made yeah. friends. Everybody's passing joints around. And oh my shit. god, yeah. You know, because it was like. If you get to enjoy a situation with this. a bunch of people, you see the best of humanity. But now that you don't see the best of humanity because they waste it all on the phone, I'm not saying that humans aren't still great. They are. but And they are social and they want to be, but they get, they've invested all this love into their Instagram feed instead of each other like they used to. So mm-hmm. going to a concert was so great because everyone was just fired up because everyone, and everyone who was there in this arena liked the same band. So you were on the same page and you yeah. got to be like, it was, you were so excited you couldn't resist talking to the people in front of you. Like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. You guys smoking? Wow, what are you smoking? Oh, God. You know, and then just being like, man, I can't, I hope they play this, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about, oh, you find out you have some, some friends in common or you're from, some, so you both went to whatever school or whatever. Anyway, you know, that's probably not the best. The well, best part about the old days was, I was just thinking about someone went to the same school as you. And you never do that anymore. thinking about how when you used to be on a flight, there would be a TV and you'd all watch the same movie. And how great that yes. was. Even if it was a bad movie, 
but now everyone gets to choose what they watch. I really feel like people have already talked about this a lot. They talk about the bubble and stuff. Sure. But I was thinking about that recently, how the fact that we can all not just choose like what we see for news, but you can choose everything. There's almost, there's so such a um, the co- collective experiences have gone down so significantly. It feels like that is this, the main reason for division is because people yes. aren't experiencing basic collectivism like watching the same, like both, we all have to watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants together yeah. or you can read a book. You don't have to watch it, but you're probably going to keep looking up once in a while and, you, and you're going to be maybe a bunch of people are going to cry at the same time because this is a sad thing and you're on a plane. There's, there's, a, th- there's a thing that used to happen it's well documented that people, when they watch movies on planes, cry like ten times more. Interesting. And so it's it's something about the being in a in the plane where you're like not in your home environment. There's all these things factors that go into play that make you more emotionally available, or also maybe not so much available, but like you are um, able to be influenced emotionally more. So you you watch a movie. It has an emotional scene. You cry because of where you are, and there's all these instances. There used to be a thing people talk about, like I remember hearing a radio story on NPR about the how how people cry in movies. Like, oh my god, it's not just me like crying on the fucking airplane watching Sisterhood of the Traveling wow. Pants for the second time, and now that doesn't happen anymore. I can't believe there's a movie called Sisterhood of the Traveling. Pants. Have you seen Still, it? Still, no, I never. I That's, know it's about some some magic pair of pants. Yeah, it's pretty. It's just like a fun movie for like you know, yeah, young, it's just a preteen crazy, girls. It's just a crazy name for. Yeah. I just can't believe that's like a thing that got greenlit. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I think it was a book. What's the elevator pitch? Oh yeah, pro- okay, that's the only way. Because if you, yeah, there's no so, way if you pitch that. The, that's what I mean, though. I feel like there's there's um, there's so few collective experiences, and it seems yeah, like it it's sucks. getting worse. It's terrible. But I but I don't I don't want to be an old man, no, an old like like curmudgeon about it. I do. I just can't figure I mean I am an old man. I am about it. I am a curmudgeon about it, but at the same time I also like I can't figure out like, what is the solution to because you have I these two know. things and it feels like you either just go out, you live out your days on the porch being like, We used to watch a movie together on the plane. Well, you don't get yeah, to yeah. choose what you watched, you know? <laughs> you don't have to do and that. these kids are all You don't have to you don't you don't have to go full general store. But it's not that far off. Even right now, this is almost a general store we're doing right now. In a way, in some sense Well thank God for yeah, I mean this is as close to like like, you know, like this is like hanging out now. Like doing a podcast. It is though. Like, it really is great. Well no, I like it, but but yeah. it's like you know, you can't do a podcast with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, 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 and it's like, for a lot of people now, podcasts are like their social life, which mm-hmm. is like very weird. I mean, it's not weird. It's, it is fun. I mean, I think it's a, I like podcasts, but I think that there's, there's, when interaction is like, you know, part of it is like, saying. save it for the podcast. I know some people who say like, I say it. But like you know, it's like all the time. Like it's like it's like. Oh, I don't say it all the time. But no, no, you, yeah. you're a human. Uh, but but you know, uh, yeah, I I don't think that this is unusual. This isn't like the motor car or something. People are like, oh, people, you know, there's been other changes. We had a motor car. Yeah, but a motor car didn't fucking. Uh, you know, you're not going to be obsessed at looking at a motor yeah. car. You'll drive around in it, but you're not going to like stare at it all day. It's a real sea change. Yeah, in terms it's, this of what's is happening. very, very. Social media is 
I can, it is the worst thing that has ever happened to humans. Uh, uh, that's a big statement. I mean, I think it's true. I mean, it's changed everybody. It really has. From, 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 from dealing with the matter at hand, which is people and, and real things, and, and, and completely, and it's, it, it's just, I don't know if anyone's seen this movie, but it's called Until the End of the World. And it's a Vim Vendors movie. Okay. And the movie is about, and this came out in like, ah, 91 or okay. something. It's about a device where people can watch their dreams on a screen. Oh, wow. And everyone in the movie, and I haven't seen it since it came out, so I might be getting this wrong. It's, it's, probably, about a, it's probably about a walrus who wears a hat. But um, uh, <laughs> I like that idea, though. Walrus wearing a hat, I mean, you can't argue with that. That's just a good image. Because <laughs> so, he can't get it off. He's like, yeah. I can't get the fucking yeah, hat yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, um, <laughs> back to turtles being able to, uh, with the straws. So, uh, you know, the walrus can't get the hat off. Yeah. They're just how they live their life now. Uh-huh. But they want hats. They just can't get them. <laughs> um, get them? Uh, so, uh, so uh, they watch these people dreams. become... All right. And this is like, watching their dreams is enough to change the world. All anyone wants to do is they carry screens around mm-hmm. and they look at their dreams because it's the most fascinating thing in the world. And it yeah. completely... And that whole movie's about people being addicted to looking at their dreams. Now, wow. instead of your dreams, you can look at half-naked people doing synchronized dancing mm-hmm. all day long. I mean, endless. You it's, can look at anything. It, 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 it's really not. And it is fascinating. Yeah, and it's not. Um, Ultimately, it'll lead to just loneliness and 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 disconnection. But it feels like very fun, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like it's impossible to like. You can either walk around like your yard, or you can like watch naked people dance around. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, it's not hard to figure out. Like your animal side is going to go for the naked people. It does every time. Yeah, but that's. A very bad situation, and 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 it isn't the same as a motor car or an airplane. That just makes you get somewhere faster, so you can see people. Now mm-hmm. it's like no matter where you are, you're glued to your phone. Doesn't matter whether you're in the air on the, you know, like I'm sure they were using their phones on the dumb space, those those <laughs> stupid rockets. You know, they're probably like this oh is boring. God. They're probably like up there for three minutes. They're still like I'm gonna check. Or maybe my. they're not. And they're, they're probably just checking not email us. while they're in space. Dude, that's such a funny thing. Checking email, but. Uh, anyway, uh, I remembered why we were talking about Bukowski and then I forgot it again. Uh, oh, it was about me not seeing movies. Yeah. Because I haven't seen Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants because I was like, seriously thought real life happened in the bars because of Bukowski. And that's what, that's what I wanted right. to get back to. It's just that that was why. I'm, I'm, because that was so funny that I got hypnotized by Charles Bukowski into believing that hanging out with some woman wearing one shoe was superior to seeing Forrest Gump. But also at the same time, I mean, you said you got hypnotized, but... From your perspective at a time, it really, it was superior. It was, but, but yeah, well, I, I'm still not mad that I, yeah, I, I, technically I would rather be like smoking crack on a loading dock than seeing, <laughs> than seeing Forrest Gump. I wasn't smoking wrong. Smoking crack on a loading I dock. I wasn't roading, you know, chasing the awesome. dragon, chasing the dragon in public housing is actually preferable smoking for me to Forrest Gump. 
That but, sounds like Shakespeare. I think it has iambic seen, pentameter. I have a smoking crack on a loading dock. I haven't <laughs> seen any movies as a result. Like, you know, like, so well, it's like very a funny. Era. The whole 90s. Yeah. Like, so I haven't seen any, like, people are like, and it was like, a, like, uh, I go on that podcast, Daily Zeitgeist, and right. Miles Gray was like, we should do a podcast where, where you watch all, we, we talk about, you watch all the old movies you never saw from the 90s and we talk about them, which that I don't think cool, is a bad actually. idea. Yeah, because it's a lot of them. I mean, it's like people are always like, "Have you seen that?" I've I've never seen Jurassic Park. Oh wow! Yeah, like that's... As I, but I did it as like a power move. I'm like, "Oh, you're going to see Jurassic Park? I'm going to smoke crack because I'm a poet." Um, so I did actually chase the dragon in public housing. My God, that was a chasing the dragon means smoking cocaine. I think, man. Chris, but anyway, yeah. But that was cool. the worst. That was the worst night of my life. Actually, I almost. I, I guess, but I thought I was. I thought I was going to die. I mean, it was what you felt from smoking crack. Well, I also, I smoking mean, it was coke? like. I only mentioned the public housing part because, like, it was like I met these people in a park, and they were like, "Come back to our apartment, we'll smoke cocaine." Where was this, Nashville? No, it was New York. When New I was York. living in New York, I lived in New, New York, York '93 to 2001. Mm-hmm. So, towers, anyway, it's the just funny came that down? what did you move because the towers came down? I moved a month before the towers oh, came fuck down. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm when you move, I'm moving. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and my brother moved into my apartment, so he. He was there for the towers. The towers. Down. Right. I was in Nashville. I watched it on a little TV, mm-hmm. and all I could think was nobody's gonna care about my my rock and roll band. That's how self centered I was. I seriously, so. I seriously saw the towers fall down, and I was like, "Who's gonna care about my band now?" Like while they were still falling down. <laughs> I don't blame you. Kind of. I sense. was so obsessed with like, like thinking that being famous would save my life at that time. You know, like that I would. The band would be big, and then yeah. I could go rehab, like a fancy rehab. Fancy rehab. I really did think that. Like I yeah. was like, I'll go to a, you know, and then I can start drinking again, and then go back to fancy rehabs. I'll have tons of money. I'll have a handler. Like I thought it was cool that Nick Nolte had to have a handler. Out. He was such a big drinker that Nick Nolte had to have a handler. I didn't on know his, that. Oh yeah, on his movies. He he's this, such a great actor. Right, but he's, he's like great. he's not. He probably doesn't remember anything he's ever done because he drinks so God. much. You know what I mean? Like that's a sad thing. He's like, you're a great actor. And he's like, am I? I don't really remember. Am I an actor? I don't know, man. I really have like a my view of that is like not good or bad. It just sort of as I've worked with some people who are who are working drunks. Well, when I went to AA for the first time, I was like, I was explaining myself, and I was like, I thought I was Nick Nolte. Like I was saying that stuff out yeah. loud. They're like, what? You know? But, but what I thought was like, I just thought like. Being complicated was the way to be, you know, like in life. And that was so like Nick Nolte needed a handler because he was such a voracious drinker that right. like when he did movies, they had to like put into the budget that he had to have like a thug with him to keep him from running away and drinking. God. And I thought that was cool. I was like, I hope someday I can have like a have like a weightlifter following me around to make sure I don't drink. I don't, I yeah. don't drink. And then I'll become friends with him and we'll both end up drinking. And because uh, that always happens, too. Mm hmm. Like celebrity bodyguards are supposed to keep them from drinking. No. I'll end up like partying. They want to be your friend because you yeah, well, they, you're so captivating. You're so magnetic. Yeah, it's a celebrity. So, <clears throat> so Nick Nolte on this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> he got loose. Is this the celebrity thing you were talking about before? But I cut you off. No, because you're saying like, oh, you want to hear something about celeb- celebrities? Oh no, I can tell you about that. All right, let's remember that because that's good. And then, <clears throat> then we got to sew it up and have lunch. Okay, cool. So, so, so Nick Nolte was on the set and he, I guess his handler let him out of sight or whatever and he ran away and, and ended up drinking with a couple in their trailer in rural Pennsylvania because he was shooting like that horse racing TV show. I don't know. Like they were shooting in Pennsylvania. He yeah. got loose, went to like rural Pennsylvania, went to some dive bar, ended up back in some couple's trailer, which is very similar to me ending up 
in this uh, project uh, drinking, I mean, smoking cocaine. You know, it was like... It's the, it's the drinking show when you're it's on anthropology. It. It's like amateur anthropology. It's like social anthropology mm-hmm. for drunks. So, so uh, he's sitting in this trailer, and the husband wants to kill him because the wife, his wife has just agreed to run off with McNulty. So like he he basically this is what happens when you turn a celebrity loose anywhere. It's Talk just about bad creating news. a problem. Just such bad news, you know. It's like he's like drunk and he's like, "Will you marry me to this guy's wife?" Will and you marry like, me? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, so the guy had like a shotgun and was gonna kill Nick Nolte. And so then right at the right time, I guess the the handlers busted into this trailer and said, "Nick Nolte, you gotta come back to your." Bubble. You, Sorry, I can't marry you've you. You've invaded real life and, and with terrible consequences. You've invaded real life? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, what yeah. kind of nightmare is it for like a, a guy who probably has like a, I don't know, maybe he has a business where he like repairs rototillers or something, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> and he's like king of the mountain until oh Nick Nolte God. shows up in like a seersucker suit still wearing like his fake uh, mustache from the show, Jesus. you know, or whatever, and his wife's like, and he's just like, you're captivated by this lunatic. She's like, just, I think I'm in love with you, Nick Nolte. Wow. I, that, no, we had a real connection. It wasn't just because he was a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the story about celebrities was, one time I got to go to Bonnaroo right after I got sober in 2013. So mm-hmm. I got sober in 2012. So I was sober at Bonnaroo. Okay. And uh, like there are owners of Bonnaroo, it's like it it's like two dudes. Owners of the festival, or is it a place? They own the the place now. Originally, they rented the place, mm-hmm. but they bought the whole place. They now own it. It's like a town, pretty much. But they they decommission it in the winter. But I mean, it's like it's there are like a couple guys that lord over that. Right. Not, he seemed like a decent guy. You know, I don't know. They started it because they like Primus. They I think they started it because they wanted to have Primus play. That was like their whole. That's like, always what it is. Our goal is to have this band. Yeah, know, they want to, like, let's yeah. put together a festival so we can have Primus, so we can meet Primus or whatever. Les Claypool. Yeah, and Les Claypool is probably like... I can imagine he's about as friendly as a boot. I bet he's so unfriendly. I can't. I picture him being like, yeah. I feel like it's always surprising. I let my bass do the talking. Get out of my face. Yeah. Yeah, I understand you guys wanted us to play. That's great. So, so yeah, I'm real happy to be here. Anyway, where's the green room? Um you have the shivis like I asked for? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Les Claypool's not very nice. Yeah, don't Shivis. meet your heroes. They're never nice. Nobody's nice. Uh, nobody's nice. It's really true, don't or, meet your... I think the key is not to expect them to be nice. And if they are, be pleasantly surprised. Living in Nashville ruined a lot of people for me, the bands that I liked. And then you yeah. meet the people who are in them, and you're like, ugh. So... Um, uh, These, but so the, why? But the reason the I was owner. talking about it is it was to do with uh, the, the you said the guy the guy who said he got immunized. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers is married to a fitness person, well, right? Not fitness. She's, just, she's an actress, but an she's actor. also a wellness person who convinced him to be anti-vax. She, she is an actor who, like all actors, are into wellness, right? Because they have nothing else to think about. Right. That's what I was about to say. Eating clay. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So that reminds me of my friend Alex, who cast this fucking guy who was in like Saving Private Ryan to mm-hmm. be in his movie, and the guy just talked to him. He what were made you him about the Bonnaroo. The, well, he okay. made him set aside. Anyway, he, well, so this, this actor did oil pulling. Have you ever heard of oil oh, pulling? Yeah. So my friend Alex had this guy cast in this movie. The but guy you going? You were at Bonnaroo the year after you. Right, but anyway, okay. So just as far as actors and health stuff is what the connection is. Right. 
or celebrities and health stuff. Okay, celebrities have nothing to do except to try to live forever. But what about this thing, the Bonnaroo? I'm going to say it. Okay, this is what this is what it's about. So, so, what about the Bonnaroo? Why? I got to go to an after party for their set at Bonnaroo this year, 2013. Right. There were only like 40 people there. I was sober, so I got to watch it. Like how many I was, people? 30. Yeah, 30, 40 people. Okay. They had white couches that they had put in the middle of a field. Nice. There was like some old like guy who looked like he was addicted to absinthe with like a bunch of young women like draped on him sitting on a couch. I think it was their manager or something. Wow. It was decadent as fuck. That's cool. I guess. You know, I you mean. see it. Just see it. Yeah. I just didn't think they were like women traffickers, but they are. So you find out that that's, yeah, you get successful and anyway, that there's just a lot of trafficking going on. So, uh, so anyway, that's not, not just, I'm not trying to put down. He was not, I didn't see him trafficking anyone, but here, here, here's the thing. Yeah. He's playing music, whatever. He's DJing. Everybody's yeah, dancing around. Flea was there. Yeah, Flea was there. Um, give it away, give it away, give Ryan, it away. Now. Ryan, he dances his head off on, on brand. Flea. I mean, Flea. he came there and just like basically danced until, until he was like a sweat mask and then just nice. left. But uh, Ryan Reynolds was there. Um, mm-hmm. Aziz Ansari was wandering around. No one was talking to him at all. Like I think his I manager just dropped people. him off or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're like, "You have a pass to this," and he's like, "Who are they?" And then he's like, "Don't worry about it. Just wander around in there. It'll be good for your brand." <clears throat> so, this woman went up to and started talking to him in his ear. She's an attractive woman, but not like mind-blowingly attractive. Mm-hmm. I, this is, I guess, kind of a. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but 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 but, but 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 I'll, I'll edit it if it's a problem. Mark was married, and, mm-hmm. and this woman talked in his ear, and they left on a golf cart together, mm. and they made out, and and I was this woman was in a band that I knew, so I could find out like what the fuck is going on here, yeah. and her the guy she was with watched her drive away with work on a golf cart, the guy who owns Bonnaroo. So he had just be like, fucking bite his fucking, you know, he was jealous. I mean, this was like a na- nasty scene, really. Oh, it was nasty. I mean, in a sense, yes, she was with this guy. She went up to work and just because she decides I want to make out. But it wasn't like a pleasant thing or it was like, oh, it's, you can go. go. Well, I mean, I, I, think he, I think he had to fucking suck it up because in that world, you have to suck it up because yeah. people are fucking insane in that world. And everyone was on drugs, too. Their eyes were all glassy. I don't know what drug they were on, but we were joking about it, me and the security guard, because the security guard was sober and a uh, black guy, and he was saying, like, these white people, man. To me, he was like, <laughs> they're out of control. Because <laughs> he was like, this is fucking bullshit. Okay. He, he was so like, it What's was a... wild, even though it's only 30 people? Well, they all had glassy eyes. I don't mm. know what they were on, and me and the security guard were joking you know what about be? what kind of designer drugs that <laughs> must have his own ecstasy that he has I... mixed in a lab by Bayer. It could be weed. What? what... <laughs> <laughs> it could be smoking weed. No, there Chris. was something else. I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, how did this woman convince <laughs> to go on a golf cart with yeah. him? She wasn't even that. She's fine looking, but she's not like, you know, it's not like it was uh, Pam Anderson. It's not like it's Pam them. Anderson. <laughs> it's not like it's Pamela Anderson. Yeah, it wasn't like it was Pam Anderson. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it turns out that she had whispered in his ear, and, and my friend said, this is her move with celebrities and how you seduce celebrities. Ooh. She said, I don't think, basically, and I, she said, I don't have to even know what she's saying to him to know what she's saying to him. Okay, she's saying somebody. that he looks tired. She's saying that, it, are his people taking good care of him? Is he taking vitamins? Is he getting a good regimen? 
and I have some things that you don't look like you're being taken care of properly. Your skin looks rough. You look tired. This is great. It, I, I, it blew me away, and I never forgot it because I realized this is what I just. Was that, <laughs> that was you this, or that me? Was the chair. Oh my god, chair. that sounded like a little little animal. It was no, so it wasn't cute. The chair. Maybe it was. It might have been my bowels, actually. For okay, real. that's cool. Um, it might have been. The oh wait, chair. no, I think it is the chair. Something about that about was cool. The chair. I was like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So. Somebody telling me not to tell this story. It was like a ghost saying, "Stop talking about this." I like this though. Uh, it's idea. all anonymous. I mean, I'm not trying to. There's no judgment. Here's what you're saying. If Shailene goes to Aaron, Aaron, you look tired. Exactly. Because they have nothing else. You look They're rough. like all they know is what their handlers tell them. Are you getting enough chromium? Yes, exactly. And they're like... Oh, no, chromium is really important. Because everything else is taken care of, except for their health is the one thing Mm. that they're kind of like open to. Yeah, so... I'll do it to you. Ready? This is it. Mm. Mm. What? Mm. And that's exactly it. She she basically came up to and started doing... mm, Tom, mm. Tom, look. Mm. Are you getting... uh, Are you eating any... um, Land-based clay chromium. Right. Actually, what? You're not, are you? Okay. Look, um, we can talk about this. It's just gonna take a little while. Oh my god, I've never even heard of land-based no, chromium. Really are you? Important. Are your people doing the right? What? Who's, uh, who's who's managing you? Who's managing your health? Okay. We need to talk because I think I need to get a little bit of selenium. So I was mm-hmm. amazed. Like, yeah, <laughs> if you want to like pick up a celebrity, mm. you just start whispering in their ear about. Um, this is the sound. Mm. Colloidal mm. silver. Mm, no. But not no. colloidal silver, because that's the obvious stuff. So she'll be like, are you taking colloidal silver? You have to say he's no. He's like, yeah, my... I'll say no like it sounds like yes. No. No. <laughs> or you say yes like no. Yes. Yes. No. Who's, who is, who's in charge of your supplements right now? Mm. He's like a Brazilian freediver named Glenn? Or he, <laughs> or he says this. I don't have anyone. Um, oh, well, uh, I suppose you're doing all right, but oh, I guess I'm going to take off now. Oh, no. Wait. No. Yes. So I was just fucking amazed by that. I just never forgotten. Like, I never even thought that that's how you seduce celebrities. But the one thing you found out, if you found out nothing else today, is if you want to seduce a celebrity, tell them that they look peaked. I like the hard sell, man. I like getting sold. You look wan. Mm, have you lost Are weight? You getting enough... Niacin? Someone last night asked me if I'd lost weight. I'm like, hold my calls. I said, sweetheart, I haven't lost or gained weight in 10 years. <laughs> Which is true. I can't gain it. Oh, weight. and the, the one final thing, and that is that the thing about Jerry Jackson, besides saying peace in the Middle East and, and just leaving after two hours, two hours into his shift every day and telling me I could murder people and not get fired, <laughs> he would say racist instead of racist. And he racist. said every, and he said that so much because he said everything was racist. Like he mainly said that ha- him having to work longer than two hours was racist. Racist. But he, but he said everything was racist. And I, I thought it was kind of amazing because I know he knew that the word was correctly pronounced racist, but he, he said it just because it sounded cooler. It does sound he also cooler. said it's like saying he said he also said heron instead of heroin. And it was all Her just own. like it's all like him just Choosing to be cooler than you. Like, yeah. You want to say racist and like go through all those vowels? I mean, those consonants, hard consonants and stuff. How about racist? Racist. And uh, yeah. Are we done? No, I haven't stopped. I just touched, just checking it. Uh, and the last thing about Jerry Jackson is that he didn't learn any of the new commands for the computer <laughs> because he didn't have to. He's union. Right. So he would only answer the phone once a day. <laughs> And he would answer the phone, you know, one time just to demonstrate right? that he was a team player. 
during his two hours while he was what there. What was he doing then? What? What was he doing? What do you mean, what was he what doing? Was he, if he, what was, if he's not answering the phone, he's just sitting there just Reading the New top. York Post. We got free newspapers. Okay, New York Post. So we all read that. He read the New York Post all day, too. Nice. He'd like take his time, and then when he was done with the New York Post, it was basically time to go. So that this took is, about two hours. This is great. So he answered the phone one time. He whispered because he was still doing like his like... His cool guy. Cool, so yeah, you, so no one could hear him on the phone. So he would go, AP service. AP service was what he was saying. But people would be like, what? And he'd be like, AP service. You know, yes. mad that... He couldn't be, you know, cool. He said, okay, I'll send you that thing. He would use some antique command to try and send it. It wouldn't work. And the screen in front of him would say, send failed. But he would never look back up at the screen for the whole rest of his shift. He <laughs> never looked at it. So I would have to look over his shoulder, see what he's supposed to send, and send it. And then he would say, peace in the Middle East, and leave, and it would still sit on his computer. The only thing send it said fail. was just send, fail on us. <laughs> the I good old know. days. Huh? The good old days. Oh, was, yeah. I mean, we need to... When's your new album come out? I don't know. I, I, the album is is it delayed done, done? because it's been done for a well, while. Well, COVID, obviously. Yeah, and then there's a vinyl shortage, which I thought sounded like hipster nonsense. It's but, real. But, yeah, it's like actually... There's like a six-month turnaround minimum, and the book is coming out in April. So we had this idea nice. to do the book and the album at the same time. But I don't think that's going to happen. I would imagine the album, unfortunately, is probably not going to come out till like June. And the the book is, is going to be a, available for pre-order like tomorrow. Or even now, you can check the wow. Vanderbilt University Press Chris website. Crofton... It's called the Advice King Anthology. Hell yeah, man! I'm and, gonna buy it. I'm and, buying it sent to all my friends in Nashville. I mean, it is like I'm so happy that this is happening, and um, um, uh, so grateful to uh, uh, Vanderbilt University Press and stuff. And I really am. And I, it's a beautiful book. And um, uh, Nicholas Gazin did the art. Uh, okay. Who's this? He's a really good artist, and um, I don't know. He used to be. In charge of Vice's music department. Nice. So, uh, and uh, uh, I'm happy to have his illustrations are, are beautiful, and there are nine illustrations inside the book. Damn. Um, Check it out, everybody. And yeah, and then the, the record. Who knows? Uh, the record's going to be called "I'm Your Man," and um, it's going to come out. And I'm aware of Leonard Cohen. Back off. It's okay. You don't have to be. Back off, hipsters. Hipsters back off. But hipsters, I don't think I, I think people have told me that I shouldn't say hipsters anymore. So I don't who know said what, that? I don't know. I, th I thought someone said that that was too old as uh, too old of a term. Oh what? Fuck it. I know. What are you supposed to say now instead? I said hipsters last night to a bunch of hipsters. All right, good. You're younger than me, so I'm going to keep saying it. Thanks for being here. Thank Chris. you, Johnny Pemberton. Get the book. Get the album. Yeah. Get out there. Call your friends by their full names. Get off your phone. Call your friends by your full names. Get out there. Get out there. Coca Cola. Disney. But I don't think Hank done it this way. Got child support. But every time I think about getting myself back together, I get so wound up, I end up fucked up. I sleep on. I sleep on cots. Smoke a lot of pot down at the tire shop.
it's like, you know, blacksmiths used to put shoes on horses, and uh, I mean, we're kind of like that. Like, we don't get any respect, but it's like a tire's like, I mean, no one walks in this city, so like, maybe we're like a cobbler, but I got, and it goes like, bee-bop-a-lula, 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 bee-bop-a-lula. Yeah, they